0: Another episode of the Neoliberal Round Podcast. I am Ronaldo McKenzie. Today's episode is entitled A Short Reading from Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered Neo Capitalism and the Death of Nations. <laughs> right i wanted to share with you an article and it's actually its i have an article it's also part of this uh well new book the night before yesterday i was over okay here is the story that i want i got two i had a blue one and a gray one i can't find the blue one i got i said i believe it's the athletic pants that i got there oh not exactly you know but it's the brand so it will match that gray or whatever black and brown peoples should not be rich the other people should be that's the name of the a, a section in the book neoliberal globalization reconsidered new York capitalism and the death of nations i start by saying it's okay for the dispensaries to sell weed Because they call it medical marijuana, which is legal, taking advantage of the new law that allows them to do so as they work in concert with politicians to kill the competition from black and brown peoples, discriminating between street and medical or underground, free and illegitimate as against formal cost and treatment court thereby affecting the lives of those who can't obtain ownership of dispensaries without having to meet criteria that the politicians in back room with their lobbyists and capitalists, banksters, and the special interests have made impossible or difficult for those hippies. (laughs) Hear the word hippies again. (laughs) Black and brown people who don't have certain ties that dispensary owners have, such as certain connections, race, and entitlements, What a conspiracy and plot that they have enacted to regulate an activity to drive profits for the few over the many, obliterating black enterprise and wealth in this regard. This strategy highlights my hypothesis and assumption that black and brown people should not be rich. Whenever they have a resource or service that seems to be taking off or have potential, it is made illegal until the status quo or the ruling class, we define as the dominant class, eventually finds a way to wrest control and profit for themselves. Capitalist societies are constructed within the interests of the ruling class based on race in order to make the most money. When Poorer classes, when poorer classes or people, when poorer classes or people access a good that may rival the ruling class's wealth, then the activity surrounding that good is usually made illegal, supported by science, medicine or religious theories developed to do do just that, serve the interests of the ruling class on justified rules while they explore ways to exploit the good or opportunity until the science becomes revised, coupled with legal arrangements that regulate ownership and operations of the product or good. This regulation eventually transfers control and the control of the proceeds to the ruling class with the law and science solidly behind them. In fact, Marijuana use has become part of the legal system involving agencies that promote legal use that benefit dispensary weed. This is now controlled by wealthy investors. Jamaica has made weed illegal and while they could profit from it as a way to deal with their financial issues and burdens, they have allowed the U.S. to apply pressure so as to prevent their abilities to profit tremendously from the drug. Now U.S. states are decriminalizing and legalizing weed and have developed a strategy with medical scientists working on behalf of the rich investors to make it a purely scientific experience so as to bless it and ensure profit for medicine and those who can afford to get sophisticated systems to sell a drug that does not require such sophistication. Mm. (laughs) And in America, and in America, because this is an international article, and in America, black and brown people like their compatriots in the Caribbean and the world, are also affected by this draconian draconian policy and nepotistic strategy that allows weed sale to be done by the few over the many who never engage in the activity before. They have allowed unless we're talking about the kidneys they have allowed themselves to be tricked black and brown people and people from the global south, they have allowed themselves to be tricked out of a good or service that would have helped to improve their status and financial position. For example, look at Colorado. Look at Colorado! While many states and Caribbean islands, such as Jamaica, struggled and despite the economic fallout from the pandemic, marijuana sales surged in 2020. And according to Robert Hoban in an article written in Forbes magazine, in January 2021, marijuana sales continued to set records in Colorado, reaching US 187.5 million dollars. And you can see the story in a forms in a Forbes um, article dated the 5th of uh, May 23, 2021. Moreover, moreover, let's briefly explore what Colorado have done with US 187 million dollars, which could have been done by Jamaican leaders and people in black to aid their fledgling economy, your country, and nascent and struggling economy based on foreign aid. According to the same Forbes article mentioned above, to answer this, we have to examine Amendment 64. The text, the the text stated that Colorado would collect a 2.9% sales tax on both medical and recreational sales, and a 15% excise tax when cannabis moves from grower to seller. The 2.9% sales tax on medical marijuana goes entirely into the marijuana tax cash fund. Now, according to amendment 64, the first $40 million or 90%, whichever was greater, was to go to a capital construction grant program where schools and districts and various education providers could apply for money to build new buildings or renovate existing facilities. You look at some of these countries in the Caribbean, the buildings are so dilapidated and look what Colorado has done, using the money to do what? To develop beautiful facilities and infrastructure. Now The article goes on by saying that the recreational 15% special sales tax minus a local share goes to the state's general fund. A fraction is taken for the Department of Education's state public school fund and the remainder goes to marijuana tax cash fund. Since retail sales became legal in 2012, 16.4% of the marijuana tax cash fund's budget has gone to education initiatives. Now, according to the Colorado Sun, lawmakers also set aside $25 million to help school districts set up fully full-day kindergarten program. But what Jamaica and other weak-need and myopic Caribbean and global south countries have done is to allow pressure from the post-industrial countries to control their policies on such things as regulating weed so as to make it legal for them or certain of their interests, in effect, controlling and limiting the profit from it their lack of violence, they, these Caribbean people, their lack of violence in strategy and stealth, they were not supposed to carve their own future, but stay within the one created for them. They weren't supposed to get rich off anything, and they weren't supposed to be truly free. They were only supposed to provide servitude, renamed as hospitality and tourism, where they serve through strategies of debt, rules, embargoes, or force. They continue their hegemony over the complicit, usual victims this is a deep oh, article man. because because not only am i making an assertion but i'm backing it up with facts with you seriously, you talk about the forbes 2021 he got the information for the backup <laughs> for the back i heard that This is part of the book *Nearly Globalization Reconsidered. Today, marijuana is still illegal in Jamaica and many other Caribbean islands who we thought were the leaders of the drug and would have been making billions of it. Instead, they spend their time burning hundreds of weed fields, thereby destroying a lucrative industry that could, could very well strategically regulate to ensure profit for themselves while the foreign neoliberals give them weapons to hunt down weed sellers in communities who can't develop or invest in dispensaries and can't get any bank loans or financial support as they slowly spend time to regulate the drug and ensure that they profit through an elaborate scheme. The law on weed is so strategic and the language is carefully worded to suit that strategy. The law allows for the consumption of weed but not the sale of weed by people in the community. The law continues to make it illegal for the suppliers who are not licensed or entitled. License serve as a basis to be selective. How is someone allowed to consume weed, but then the way he can consume it is to engage in the illegal activity of buying from someone who is not permitted to have in certain quantities and sell? In many states that regulate re- weed. And profit from it. The law suggests that such consumers may purchase it from a legally licensed supplier. Religion may not support it, but science does. So the status quo can now turn to either religion or science as a strategy to provide a justification for their ulterior motives for personal gain over the many through policy and law. In fact, Many rehabilitative programs, drug programs that require participants to undergo urine tests to ascertain drug compliance now allow participants to consume weed if they have a medical marijuana or cannabis card that indicates the need for the drug. The card is obtained from a medical facility, which casually provides the card, which casually provides the card, even with usually provide the card without any without the individual presenting any medical problem as long as the price of obtaining the card is satisfied, which is renewed yearly at the fee. In some instances, the card which costs over $200 can be obtained easily, whether or not you have a medical problem. But getting a prescription for medicated weed is almost identical to walking up to a weed dealer on the street in the hood to buy weed, except that there is no law by the corner watching the medical facility. It is not surveilled and seen as illegal. Suddenly, everyone who needs to satisfy that urge for cannabis can access a prescription that requires the need for the drug through medicine. Suddenly, everyone has a medical problem. (laughs) Whether you're involved in treatment court or some drug rehabilitation program that encourages weed consumption as a medicine and discounts the cost, Treatment in many case management processes involves partnership with medical and private dispensaries that almost ensure revenue from sales. Clients with legal cases are only allowed to consume weed when they have a card. The case manager's role is then expanded to include helping clients access medical weed cards as if case managers are now sales agents for dispensaries selling medical weed cards. That's what I said. No, sales, um, case managers. That's what in treatment court, that's what they are now. Case managers, the case managers or treatment court managers who work with drug resolution program at treatment court. They are now, I call them sales agents these, right, right, for medical right, cards right. because it's like they card. always, that's the first you thing that. you get buy a medic. You have a weed card, buy it. Right, right. They want you to buy that. So now it's become part of the system. That part, that part. Case managers are encouraged and seem to be satisfied once they are able to convince their clients to get a medical card, as if this satisfies the courts and the client's drug obligations and problems. Such elaborate system, such elaborate strategy and plot, which is now policy, that continues to criminalize black communities that profit from weed, so that it can only be obtained from the few And such program continues. Such drug programs that engage in such practice opens itself up to scrutiny. As their program, as their program is now tied to a policy that ensures the state and their lobbyists and special interests profit from cannabis sales through drug dispensaries. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Neolubo-Around Podcast. And this week, we'll, I will be back at the Jamaica Theological Seminary, lecturing at in the course of Caribbean Thought. For three hours this week, uh, six to nine, I will carry an excerpt and probably the full lecture in audio and in video. So continue to um, look out for that episode. And please subscribe for free on any channel. We are on YouTube at the Nailupo Around by Ronaldo McKenzie. And we are also available on iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Amazon Music, The Audible, Alexa, Google Podcast, Radio, Public, Podvine, P A P adverb We are also on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. I discovered we are, we are on iTunes. Um, we are also on, of course, Anchor.fm and uh, several other platforms, please visit us and subscribe. For It's free. Donate to us at anchor.fm slash the liberal slash support. And please share this show with your friend and send us a feedback and you can participate on our community page by uh, by um, engaging in the question for the day. Thank you so much and have a great night or a great day, whatever time it is. Welcome. Thank you.